0: Welcome back to Kenny and the Coaches. It's summertime, but when is it not football season in Oklahoma? Whether you're talking about which state college team is going to beat the other and why, or the friendly trash talk between rival towns about why their high school team is going to beat your high school team come this fall. It doesn't matter what time of year it is, it's football time. And it's football time on this episode of Kenny and the Coaches. I have the coach of one of the more tradition rich programs in the state, Coach Brad Osteen of the Ada Cougars. And here's our conversation. All right, Coach. Thanks for taking time. I know it's summertime, but uh, coaches don't get much of a don't get much of a break. So thanks for taking a little bit of time and visiting with me a little bit.
1: Well, you're welcome. I'm glad to be on here and talking to you.
0: Now, just to kind of get started, who were some of the people in your life that influenced your decision to become a coach? Well, probably
1: my, the biggest one was Moffitt's line coach in college. Uh, he you know I really didn't know what I wanted to do, and uh, you know, learning the system in college was a whole lot different than high school. And yeah. you know, when I don't know something, I really study it, and and, uh, and I I learned my spot, and I learned the guys around me. Then before long, I learned learned everybody's job. And he said he made a comment when I was a sophomore. He said, "You know this better than I do." He said, "You should be a coach." Huh. And never never thought about it, never even considered it because I was, I was going to be a uh, you know, game warden is kind of what I had, mm-hmm. had dreamed of doing as being a game warden. So, anyway, fast well, football kind of been my passion, but now it's really kids. You know, I'm really passionate about kids.
0: You know, and I, I think that's the, the same with all coaches, especially like when they get started. It's just you love the game, you love the game, and then you realize what it's really about. One hundred
1: percent. It's a, it's always, it's always about the kids in my book. You know, developing kids mentally, physically, and then just showing them that you care outside of, outside of sports. You know, you want them to go be successful in life, and that's the number one thing.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Now I think the majority of coaches too. I think that they. Uh, they eventually will coach at their alma mater. I mean, and you're you're the same. And that was that was where you kind of got started at, wasn't it? When, was that your first head coaching job? Uh,
1: at where
0: at At, 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 at Winniewood, I'm sorry. No, no, no. My first uh, my first head coaching job was in in Maysville, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: I coached I coached three years in Texas. And then, my wife's from Velma, and so she got pregnant with our first one, so she wanted to get back closer to family. So we moved back and and I got the head job at Maysville and then for Maysville, I went to I actually went to my hometown, Medill, for mm-hmm. two years, and then I got out for just a little bit, got in the oil field uh, and just realized you know my passion was was coaching and that's when i that's when I went back or went to Winniewood and really really kind of had a very successful mm-hmm. always been been successful but just uh, very highly successful at, at when he would and got things going there yeah
0: well there's something about the oil field that makes you want to be a coach i did the same thing I, <laughs> I, st- I started out at fox at fox coaching then i got out of it for a little bit got into the oil field and it just i think it's coaching is one of those things if it's in your blood you're gonna get back to it at some point Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm I'm passionate about it, man, and it's just, you know, you're sitting in the oil field
1: working because there's a lot of times that you don't have a whole lot going on, and then what are you thinking about? You're thinking about, <laughs> All right, what, you know, different schemes, different yeah. this, and you just, and then the biggest thing is you just, you miss the relationships you build with people, you know, and kids, and mm-hmm. and you you impact lives, and you impact the world, and, and when you're in the oil field, you just make money. Somebody's paying you for your time, you know, and so...
0: The old field was good to me, but uh, it's not not, not my passion. I hear you. I 100% agree with you on that. You kind of mentioned about the success you had at at Winningwood. I mean, success seems to follow you wherever you go. I mean, what do you think has been the biggest factor in the amount of success that you've had? Well, just going
1: in, going in, and developing a program, developing a standard uh, that that we're going to work hard, we're going to do things right. Uh, a long time ago, I really, really been back in my younger years of coaching. I've, I've had all these rules and all these policies and all this and that, and mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but just driving down the road one day, I just like you know have, make things simple, and so I've. I just kind of dumbed it down to one rule: do the right thing. And if you live by that rule, uh, you're always right. And that's that's as coaches, that's as kids, that's as any you know anything that you do. Do the right thing. It may not be popular. It may not be mm-hmm. uh, you know what you want to do or what you know. So just do the right thing. You know, and then just be passionate about kids. Show show that you care about them outside of athletics. You know, you have to show that you care about them, and everything that, that go to go to the go to the pig show, go to go to the band concerts, go to whatever you know the kids are doing. And I think it just shows them that you care about them and. I think it helps me or us as coaches get everything that we can out of them, you know, and then believe in them, man. If you don't believe in them, they're not going to believe in themselves or you never know what these kids have to go home to. But believe in your kids. If you don't believe in them, you don't have a shot. So that's those are probably the biggest things. But, you know, building, investing, hard work and just just. Doing things right, you know. Simple, simplify things, and just go, go, go. Work hard and do the right thing. And if you get your butt beat, shake their hand and come back, and get get better, you know, and mm-hmm. not whine about it. So, mm-hmm. that's just kind of my overall philosophy of dealing with programs and dealing with kids.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, talk a little bit about this past season and kind of where Ada Cougar football's at. Well when I first got here uh, and it was
1: it was a late nearly didn't take the job it was really really late I didn't get here till July the fifth which is after the after the dead period mm-hmm. uh, my first year this is my this will be my third season coming up and it was basically at the lowest Beta Cougar football had ever been is what I've been told. And so Mm. they had 24 kids suit up or 26 kids suit up the last game. Mm. So we went to recruiting kids out of the hallways and and getting kids out, get them playing. Uh, We ended up going three and seven, but we ended with about 60 kids and that's some of the freshmen too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then last year, uh, we went seven and four, got beaten in the first round, but the, the four losses was one of them was the McAllister state runner up in 5A, mm-hmm. uh, Wagner state champion in, in 4A, uh, Foto, which was our district champion. I think they were, they were in the semifinals. And then Hildell was a game we kind of limped into, but they were a quarterfinals team. But
0: yeah.
1: uh, we had a chance to beat them late. We starting quarterback was out, starting tailback was out. We just had a bunch of kids we played a lot of young kids. So, uh, you know, I would say three three of those four losses were the high quality people, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's one thing that I like at this level is, is the competition. I mean, you got to show up and play every week and it's a, it's a challenge every week. And so it makes it fun, you know? So, yeah. but I'm really, really proud of our kids. We graduate seven, seven seniors and we got a lot of guys coming back, a lot of starters, a lot of experience coming back. We're still fairly young. Uh, in some spots, but uh, really, really excited uh, about where we're at. We just had spring, and finished up, finished up spring with a really positive note. And uh, I think we're 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 a lot better than we were at this time last year. You know, so just really, really excited about this upcoming season.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's crazy. You said that that one game you had 24, 26 kids on the sideline, and at, at that level, I mean, that's about how many we had at a Class A school. You know, that's that's yeah. pretty crazy. That was,
1: the, that was the season before I got here, you know, and it mm-hmm. was just uh, – and I think 13 of those – 13 of those 24 were seniors, so only had 11 mm-hmm. kids that wore mm-hmm. jersey coming back. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was just – it was a really tough situation to walk into. But, you know, what do you do? You roll your sleeves up and go to work and believe mm-hmm. in the kids. And, mm-hmm. and uh, at the end of the day, if you work hard and give it your best, you know, that's a win, you know. And so uh, everybody wants to push a button – and have automatic success, man. That's 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 what I love about sports is, is you gotta you gotta you gotta invest and and, and pay the dues, you know, to have the opportunity to win.
0: That's what I tell. I coach uh, a little sixth and seventh grade basketball team, and we had a little camp we went to, and only had six kids go. And uh, you know, we were kind of we were you know we were a little small school and. Most of the guys, my son was playing, he played a little bit last year, but the rest of those guys really probably hadn't played basketball at all, you know. And so I'm, <laughs> we're kind of – we're playing like Anadarko and big schools like that, and they're kind of – they're beating up on us pretty good. And <laughs> They were kind of walked over disappointed, and I was like, you know, hey, it's not like a video game where you can put it on the easiest mode and you're going to end up winning by – Hundred points every time. This this is oh, yeah. this, this is real life, and I think that's a a lot of kids kind of don't realize that. They think it's you know what they see on TV or what it's uh, what it's like whenever they're playing a game or something. And it, there is a lot of hard work that goes into it. And those finding those kids and getting that instilled in them, or just finding kids and getting it getting that kind of hard work instilled in them. That's that's almost ninety percent of the job. You know? Well, with, with what you're doing with this, those
1: guys still in, it, in them at a young age and man that is that is vital you know and because yeah. kids kids you know they come out and they haven't they haven't worked hard and they you know and then they do get their butts beat you know uh, they just the kids struggle, parents struggle, somewhat, somewhat uh, to understand that there's a process you have to go to have the, the the opportunity to have success, you know. And so everybody wants to have it or blame it on somebody else. And I just don't believe in that. Man, winners, winners find a way, and you just got to go to work, you know. And that's why I never, I never wanted never grabbed about getting my butt beat, you know, I just shake the opponent's hand and come back and get better. you know, yes, uh, losers, losers losers make excuses, and winners find ways, man, and that's that's what we have to do is find a way to win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How uh how much stock or how much no, that's a bad word. How much how important is your summer workouts to your to a program? Well, we
1: always, you know, I talk to the parents about it. Is the first, first and foremost, it's a safety concern. You know, the kids have to show up and they have to be uh, in this heat and humidity because uh, if, you know, if they lay up in the air conditioner and don't do anything all summer, uh, mm-hmm. then they come out and put this, put the helmet on and put shoulder pads on, and it's a hundred and five and the humidity levels high. You know, you just you're setting your kids up for. Uh, heat stroke or some type of heat illness or something like that and just it, to me, it's a big safety issue. You know, mm-hmm. uh, far as our our strength and conditioning, it are to just continue on. You know, 'cause we've we've been working with, and in my mind, we never stop. There's breaks built in, but it should never stop. There shouldn't be gaps yeah. in your system. Uh, but I do believe you have to have rest. That's kind of when we end spring ball, we give our guys a week off. Coaches get a week off because everybody needs a break mentally and physically. And then we we'll come back June 5th and then our summer workouts. But it is it's crucial. You know, uh, throwing the dead period in there, I think throws a curveball. And on how you look at that spring ball, we we kind of look at June as get as big, strong, and fast as we can. Work on our, you know, work on our skill work, things like that. And then when you come back after the dead period, and we encourage them to do something over the dead period, or you're gonna lose everything you just. You just worked your butt off 10 days of doing nothing, yeah. you know, you're you're going to lose all your conditioning. You're going to lose a lot of your strength and those type of things. So mm-hmm. when we get back after the dead period, we really work on trying to get them in as great a shape as we can and uh, getting them ready to play four quarters. Yeah.
0: How big uh I, I just ask that question. Sorry. I kind of got sidetracked there. Now taking over, I mean, Ada's one of the blue bloods of Oklahoma High School football. You know, I mean, its I, I'm pretty sure that they're still—that they, Ada has more state championships in football than anybody. But, yep. But, I, I think we're,
1: we're, we're at 19, and I think Jinx is at 18 or something like that. So, there, people
0: are getting close to it. So, there's uh, there's pressure for us to go win number 20, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but in taking over that program, and like you said, and you knew the state that it was in whenever you got there was that kind of was that what was that decision like for you
1: uh it was easy you know because yeah. uh, to, to, to me in my coaching career I've kind of worked myself up the ladder to have an opportunity to take over a traditional rich program mm-hmm. with high expectations and so I've, I've always been a, a guy that likes challenges you know and so mm-hmm. Uh, You've got coaches that chase talent. You got coaches that take over jobs just because they got talent, you know. And that's, Mm -hmm. um, it's easy. That's easy. You know, it's easy to, it's easy to coach talent, you know. And so, uh, you know where the program was, and and Coach Odom had called me about it, and so I just, you know, it kind of really kind of. You know but a lot come up in my eyes that I got here's an opportunity for me to kind of put a staple on my my career mm-hmm. of turning this traditional rich program around and getting it back on top you know, and so uh you know it was it was tough on me to to leave long grove uh mm-hmm. because I love those kids and those kids worked really, really hard for us down there but uh, just just having an opportunity to come coach. Be the be the head coach of the Ada Cougars was something I couldn't turn down, you know. And people said, "Why, well, well, why Ada?" And I said, "What? Well, it's it's Ada. That's, yeah. that's all you. That's all I should have to say, you know." And so, uh, that was a real big thing here, with you know, some I guess a quote I'd said and things like that. But it's mm-hmm. true because back in the '90s and '80s when I played high school football, you know, it was it was Ada Cougar football. You know, it was the oh, best man. best program in the state of Oklahoma. You know, mm-hmm. and so uh you know it was it was a no brainer for me,
0: yeah well, what do you think it's gonna kinda of take to get back to that point?
1: Well, you know it's just just hard work, you know, mm-hmm. and that's because that's I kind of dissected this thing once i once I got here and try to you know you go back and do your history and try to find out what it what did Ada to do. Uh, you know, what, what, what did they, what did they, the Cougars do that nobody else was doing back then to have all that success, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, everyone that you talked to, it was hard work, you mm-hmm. know, and, and they were, they were lifting weights, uh, their stories, you know. Uh, about the weight room and things like that, there was a guy named Fireball Evans, and he got the the weight program going back in the 50s and 60s. And then they were just they were lifting year round, to where nobody else was lifting year round, you know. And so uh, that's that's been a kind of a big key of getting back to being successful is making sure we're developing our kids, you know. And I'm not a big, uh, you know, we used to we. I've power lifted as a coach and things like that, but we we want to create athletes, man, and we want to be great at everything we do, and that's that's including the, the math test that we're fixing to go take, to to basketball, to, to track, to baseball. We want to be great at everything we do, so we're trying to create great athletes that are great people, mm-hmm. you know. And those are those are the things that are going to win you state titles. You know, it's not mm-hmm. trying to cheat the system or find a shortcut, but putting in the work and putting in the time, and and then just developing developing their mind
0: and developing their body. Yeah, now you said that about the hard work. It is, you know, it, growing up in Fox in the, in the 90s, it, every time I thought of or heard of Ada, that is what went through my head. It's like a blue collar, just, you know, you strap it up and let's go type of town. You know, that's, that's what I, of all the, you know, even over Ardmore, I always thought that Ada was like that. They're just a, not rough, but just a, a tough town. Well, yeah, and there, there's an expectation,
1: man. And when you put the block A on, you're expected to go compete at the, and give it everything you got. That's the standard, you know. Give it your best effort and and lay it all on the line. And but you better be working hard during the week. You better be working hard in the off season. You better be working hard during basketball. You better be working hard during wrestling. You know, you there's there's I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of strength coaches and things like that. And you can't have gaps in your system. And there's obviously you your body needs breaks. You know, uh, but it uh, can't be a three-month or six-month gap in your system, and so uh, to get back on top, uh, those are the things we have to do. You know, and uh, so our, our kids and our coaches is is bought into it, and, and we're getting there. You know, and I'm really really excited about the the team we're going to put out this fall. You know, and so we'll see what happens. You know, so.
0: Yeah. Now, do you think Ada will kind of continue to fluctuate between four A and five A? Probably, you know, uh, you know, it's getting, at, I don't
1: know, I just the older I get in my coaching career I try not to worry about things I can't control you know and that's, yeah. it is what yeah. it is if we have to compete in 4A then we're gonna compete in 4A if, it, if we gotta compete in 5A we're gonna go compete in 5A because I can't control that you know and so yeah. Why, yeah. why worry about it you know why yeah. spend time worrying about things that's gonna make us better you know and so that's kind of my philosophy but yeah to answer your question yeah I think we'll flip-flop kind of back and forth but yeah. you know just year in year out you know you just never know uh we've got we've we got pretty good, and our, our numbers at the junior high right now are big. So uh, the, uh, we, we anticipate probably going 5A in the near future.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of t- – I mean, it's, it's probably not as tough like in those levels. I mean, 4A and 5A, they're both – they're all pretty – you know, there's good programs in 4A and good programs in 5A and vice versa. There's bad in 5A and bad in, in, in 4A. It's just – you know, I always ask that question to coaches that, are, that I kind of know are on that line because I know like with us, down here in the class a we kind of fluctuate between a and b and that's that's a little bit tougher you know going from 11 oh, man yeah. to going to play eight man it's a little bit uh two, two different two different styles of football oh my gosh yeah you're telling me oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see i'd always coach eight man i mean i played 11 man growing up at fox but I'd always when i got into coaching i was coaching eight man and this past season we went to 11 man i was like oh it's not gonna be that big of a difference and I do the defense and every time I'm drawing up stuff I'm like crap I got an extra guy out here somewhere Oh yeah, you know? oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah 100% man it's a, that has to be
1: tough Mentally, you know, far as coaching wise, you know, because you have to look at things a whole different. And I've never coached eight man. I've really never even watched a eight man game. But I've always heard, you know, you, you know, a lot of a lot of man coverages, and mm. and then the lead man, you always usually got that extra guy. Everybody talks about that extra guy, you know. <laughs> and so, yeah. anyway, it's it, it's fun. That's what makes it fun. Ch- chess match between coaches, and then just just getting your kids to go out and go back. It goes back to basics, man. Whoever right. whoever blocks yeah. the best. And Tackles the best usually gonna
0: win, you know. So, yeah. yeah, that's one thing I had to tell myself, you know. Kind of, I was overthinking things, trying to see what was working and what teams did what, what I need, what we need to do with our personnel, and just keep it simple. I mean, and like you said, yep. it's just basic. It's tackling, throwing, catching, running. Not fumbling, making another team fumble—it's just football.
1: <laughs> yep, hundred percent, man. It's uh, try not to keep it simple, but you got to be sound because the schemes have gotten tougher and better, you know, for us defending them and things like that. But and and I just I feel like coaches are are are, are you know, there's a lot more resources out there for coaches to grow mm-hmm. mentally in their schemes and things like that. So it's, so it's made the the the, the football more uh more you know diverse i guess is the word i'm looking for because you got to be able to handle all kinds of offenses handle all kinds of defenses and then stunts and Mm -hmm. you know youtube you might get you know you might get a youtube video and you know you might you might not even see that front against one team, and they're going to freaking run the, what they watched on YouTube that week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. no. right. you, got, you got to handle you know what comes at you. That's what we talk to our kids about, man. Trust trust your rules. You have to have a base way of doing things and then be able to adapt, you know.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Coach, I got one final question for you before I let you go. I always try to yes, ask sir. names, a little not necessarily off the wall, but I'm to have to make you think a little bit. Gotcha. In today's game – what do you think is more important to have, a good quarterback and receivers, or a good secondary? Well, I <laughs> always usually I'm, I'm, I'll, usually I'll ask which is good better to have a good offense or a good defense. But I was like, i want to get a little bit more specific on that one. Well,
1: you know, in this day and this day and age, you you better be really good in the secondary,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because if you're not good in the secondary, coaches and and quarterbacks to me are getting better. Uh, you know, as as the the years grow on this game, the quarterbacks are getting better. So, uh, an old coach in Texas told me he said, "You better have a really good coach for your secondary, and you better have a really good coach for your offensive line. If you're not very good in those two places." It's going to be a long year, you know, and so uh, we really, really try to make sure we're sound and really good in the secondary and make sure we're really good up front on the offensive line. Uh, you know, and then because the, the back wise, I'm not. This may sound horrible, but you know, if you got you got a quarterback that can sling it, great. If you don't, you better find a way to run the football. You know, <laughs> and there's different ways to skin a cat and things like that offensively. So, I would probably say you better be sound in the secondary uh, because you know I just, I just think defensively, it's defense wins championships, and I, I believe that's uh this day and age, you better be able to play defense against all these high-powered offenses. Yes, sir. And, and then on the flip side of it, people will say, well, you better be score points, yeah. You know, but if they don't score, you don't have to score any, See, you know. That's what I always so, say. <laughs> so, anyway, that's that's kind of if I answered your question. Oh, not, yeah. But you better, be, you better be good in the secondary and you better be good up front on the offensive line or it's going to be a long year.
0: Yeah. Well, Coach, man, I, like I say I appreciate you taking time to do this. And, uh, you know, I'll be – I'll be keeping an eye on Ada Cougar football because, like I said, if your track record uh, is like it has been in the past, you're going to get that thing turned around. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: I appreciate it, Kenny. And if you're over at Ada, give us a call, man.
0: Thanks to Coach Osteen for being on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. A new episode comes out every Sunday at 10 a.m. on your favorite podcasting site. And don't forget about Not So Instant Replay coming out this Wednesday at noon. You can also find links to the podcast on the Kenny and the Coaches website, which you can find in the episode description, the Kenny and the Coaches Facebook page, and if you're on Twitter, just search at Kenny Coaches. And remember, that's K-E-N-N-E-Y and the Coaches. Until next time.